Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Yeah, well, once again, Merry Christmas. We are just a couple of days away from Christmas. And is anyone excited about that at all? I mean, I know, I know my two little ones are just, I mean, they can't go to sleep at night. Man, Dad, can we open a gift? Can we open a gift? Can we open a gift? And I'm like, it's going to be okay. Just a couple more days, right? And so it's, it's pretty exciting around our household. How many of you... Uh, you can honestly raise your hand and say the Christmas shopping is totally done for you. You can just, yeah, lots of people. Anyone like me, you still got a few more to get. Just to, okay, good, I don't feel so bad. Um, uh, how many of you in the course of the last 48 hours, you know, braved Walmart or Target? Any of you? Yes. Come see me afterwards. We're going to have some counseling for you because uh, cra- crazy people, I, I get it, right? And so, um, yeah, we were, I was driving early this morning. Uh, I don't know, it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was, I was driving by Walmart, pitch black outside, 6 a.m. And the entire parking lot was full of people. I'm just like, you people are nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, but man, it's, it's, uh, it's a fun time. I was talking to a friend and he shared a story with me about uh, a friend of his who uh, braved Target with his toddler right towards the end of, you know, uh, it was getting close to, to, to Christmas Eve, and he had to get a few more things. And, and uh, how, how many of you know, he, he just took his, his life into his own hands, taking <laughs> the toddler into Target in the chaos of all of that. And, uh, you know, like any toddler, you know, he started to act up a bit, and he started to kind of whine and cry and kind of do the whole thing that toddlers do when they get into a chaotic s- situation. And so, so the father just started saying, it's going to be okay, Kenny. Kenny, it's going to be okay. You're going to you're going to be okay, Kenny. Kenny, it's going to be just fine. We're we're going to be we're going to get out of here in just a little bit, Kenny, and and then we're going to get home, Kenny, and and then we're going to get we'll go to bed and rest, Kenny, but you just got to stay strong. You can do it, Kenny. And and while he was saying these things, a, a woman was kind of in the aisle near him and 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 just was overwhelmed by how he was acting, this, this father. And so she, had, she just couldn't take it anymore. And she walked over to the father and said, sir, I don't want to pry into your business or your life, but I'm just so overwhelmed by how compassionate you are for your toddler, your son. I mean, he's upset, obviously. And the, and the way you're handling this, you're, there's a soothing, calming nature that you have, a, a peaceful nature about you. I am just so incredibly uh, overwhelmed by how you're treating little Kenny. And, and he kind of looked up in surprise and said, ma'am, uh, this isn't Kenny. I- I'm Kenny. <laughs> I'm Kenny. How many of you know that sometimes you got to kind of work at uh, getting that calm peace in your life? I've done this a few times on coming home from Seattle on I-5. It's like, Jeff, it's going to be okay, buddy. We're going we're to get you home to that lazy boy chair. and You're going to get to go to sleep. Just You're going to be okay, right? Got to love the, just the, the chaos of this Christmas season. And you know, in the middle of all of the fun, in the middle of all of the... Uh, of the hype, uh, the true meaning and the true nature and really what this is all about. You heard Brian talk a little bit about it during worship. It's, it's this, this hope that came, a, a, a thrill of hope. And that hope is Jesus Christ. 
And so we've been in this series entitled A Thrill of Hope. And the thing about it is the thrill of hope that we have, it's, it's never in who we are. It's always in who he is. And that's what this season is all about. The fact that he came to set us free, to heal us, to give us purpose and to bring us peace. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that for the next couple of minutes. But our anchor passage of scripture is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, you'll see them on the screens. But this has really been the core, the anchor text that's been a part of this series, A Thrill of Hope. I want to read it, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7 says this. This is, by the way, a, a prophecy of the coming Messiah, of Jesus, and the prophet Isaiah gave this. It says, for to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And you know, because it's just a couple of days from Christmas, and I knew there'd be some new folks here today, I just decided to skip over that everlasting father title. And, 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 and we'll talk about that one next Sunday. It's, it's a fascinating title that Jesus has given. And, and I've got some thoughts on it that'll really encourage you. I wanted to just jump forward and, and talk for the next couple of minutes about peace. I want to talk about that title that was prophesied of him, the Prince of Peace, because I, this is something that we all deal with every single day. In the chaos of our worlds, uh, we, we, we live in an anxious society, a pill-ridden society, and, and we're constantly looking for peace. Now, I, I don't want to talk about just, a, just a, a, a calming sense. I want to talk about a true peace. I want to talk about the Prince of Peace today. And so I want to take a few minutes and unpack just three simple understandings of the title Prince of Peace and, and how it can resound and be lived out and experienced in our own lives. Just a few thoughts. Write this first one down, and that is, true peace is never determined by your circumstances. Write that down, because this is a, a misconception that so many of us, we think if we can just get to Maui, <laughs> everything is going to change. And, uh, yeah, and that's not that that's a bad deal. But, but, he, but here's the thing. True peace is never determined by your circumstances. I find it ironic because every last one of us in this room, we want to experience this type of Christmas. Look at this picture right here. This is the type of Christmas. This is like we all want. Let's be honest. Norman Rockwell. I'm telling we want the fireplace and the hot and the whole thing. And, that, and, and to us, like, that is so peaceful. But the, the irony of this is that if you're like me, this time of year tends to look more like this. You got that other picture. Yeah, that's kind of like, it, I, you know, I, for whatever reason, I, I pursue Rockwell, but I kind of end up being Clark Griswold in the whole thing, just with all the stuff and the chaos. And here, here's the thing. Sometimes, a lot of times, you, you can't change the circumstances that come your way. And, and, and on, on a serious note, I want you to know that Jesus even talked about it, that in this life, 
You're going to experience pain. You're going to experience suffering. We, we can't necessarily dodge all of it. But even in the middle of all of that, I want a lot of you know this, but there's someone in here that needs to hear this today on this Christmas Sunday. In the middle of all of the circumstances that seem to be out of your control from time to time, you can still tap into the Prince of Peace, a true peace. And I've, I've been in the ministry here for a minute and, and, I, and I've grown up in it. And, and so I've, sat, I've spent hours and hours in, in hospital rooms where doctors have come in and, and, and the circumstances and the report is dire. And in the middle of that, I've sat with followers of Jesus as they sat in the And it's like, there's this, there's like this, this peace that just surrounds them. And, and, and there's been times early in my ministry, I'd say, are you okay? Like, how are you taking this? And are you, pa pastor, I'm, I'm at complete peace. In fact, I've had, I had someone told me one time, I feel more, I feel closer to God right now than I ever have in my entire life, in spite of what that doctor just said. W what is that all about? Well, the very fact is that your circumstances do not determine whether or not you can experience this peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm going to share with that, share you with that verse here in just one second here. And in this Christmas story, here's this teenage girl named Mary who experienced some things that were completely outside of her control. Some things that she didn't sign up for. And I'm going to read a little bit of it here in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. Look what the scripture says. This is the, the, the beginning of this Christmas story. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now watch this. The angel said, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Notice that this wasn't like a request from the angel, but rather an order. This is going to happen to you, and this is the way it is, right? So, so, so the circumstances that came her way, she wasn't prepared for, she didn't sign up for. And as you continue to read the story, many of you have, that the sequence of events that were to follow this interaction with the angel uh, weren't awesome. Her accommodations weren't great. She had to leave her town and have her child in a foreign land, is what scripture said. In fact, when she got to the foreign land that she'd never been to, her family said, I'm sorry, guest room's full. We, we can't have you. You're going to have to go, go fend for yourself. And so she doesn't, she, not only is she not with her own personal family, she's in a foreign land. She doesn't get to have the baby in the local hospital. She has to have it in a barn, okay? So, so if, if, this was a, uh, um, if, if, if this was Yelp, this was like a one-star rating, okay? Like the accommodations weren't awesome. The circumstances came her way. But in the middle of that, she gives birth to true peace. 
the Prince of Peace. And as I read through the story, I can only imagine what that must have been like to experience that. In the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the animal waste, in the middle of rejection, in the middle of fear and doubt, she gives birth to the Prince of Peace. True peace is never determined by your circumstances. You can find it wherever you're at if you tap into Jesus. Here's my second thought, and that is, write this down. True peace is never dictated by your comprehension. Meaning, you aren't required to understand the true peace of Christ. Rather, you need to simply just accept it. Here's what the enemy wants for you. He wants you to get hung up on this understanding element. Now, as you walk with Christ, you're gonna learn more about grace. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna begin to understand more. But a lot of people that I come in contact with, they get so hung up on the understanding. In fact, they require the understanding before they ever receive the gift. And they miss out simply because they cannot wrap their head around it. And Jesus came and paid the ultimate price, gave his life for you and I. And the requirement of grace is simply a yes. It's, it's, it's accepting it. I, I know it's so difficult to, to not understand why we don't have to pay for it. I'm not talking about the pursuit of holiness that Paul writes about. Of course, we want to look more like him. We, we, we want to reflect him. We want, we want to... Um, embody his character. And as we walk with him, that, that happens as we pursue his character. That happens in our own lives. But man, that doesn't get you into heaven. That, that, that doesn't, that's not the requirement for experiencing the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's simply an acceptance. True peace is never dictated by your comprehension. You don't have to fully understand it to receive the healing in it. Ashley and I were talking this morning and we were talking about a friend of ours who went into labor. She's pregnant and went into labor and rushed to the hospital. And, and she was in quite a bit of pain. And, and so the doctor came in and, and he said, well, you know, we, we got enough time to do the epidural. It's going to help with the pain. Do you want to do that? And, 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 and she said, well, you know, and she, ah, and she said, you know what, uh, b- before we do that, could you, um, first of all, I'd like to see your, 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 your medical license and could you bring in the, uh, the different medical journals on epidural and the different, the sequences of drug and all the combination? I want to kind of comb through that. And in fact, uh, can, can you pull up a YouTube video of teachings on? No, no, no. She said, yes, give it to me. I need it. I'm in pain. I'll have it right now. What's that all about? It's all about the relief was more important than the understanding in that moment. She just put her trust into those medical practitioners, all right? And she said, yes, yes, yes. So, so, so often, so often we want to analyze the medication of the gospel and we want to analyze, we wanna, and, 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 and we're literally just dying inside. And we spend all this time, oh man, I want to, I want to, hey, just receive it today and, and allow the seed to get inside of you. Allow the true peace of Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to begin to do a new thing inside of you. And while that's happening, unpack it too. Seek out. He'll, he'll give you the answers to your questions, but, 
but don't allow that to keep you from the initial acceptance of it. We can't operate in peace that surpasses all of our understanding if we're demanding to first understand it completely. Here's the third thought, and that is the band comes back. True peace is discovered by walking in your calling. This, This is a big one. True peace is only experienced when you not only understand that you have a specific God-given purpose, but that you actually say yes and you walk into it. Friends, it's not enough to just know. It's not enough to just hear him and go, oh, oh yeah, that, is that what you want for me, God? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's understanding what that is And then it's taking the step of faith, which can be scary from time to time. It's accepting the assignment. And listen, you you don't need a microphone and a stage (laughs) and and an audience to to live out the assignments that he has for you. You're a stay-at-home dad. You're a teacher. You sell real estate, insurance, whatever. You're a contractor. That's all connected to furthering the kingdom of God. Don't, don't, don't say, oh, I just swing a hammer and, you know, I come on Sundays. No, no, no. He, he, he can use, I got friends that, oh, I don't want to get into it. Contractors that build stuff all over the, all over the world for different mission out. I mean, there's every, every talent you have, there's an assignment connected to the furthering of his kingdom, but it requires you to pursue his voice, to hear what it is, and then step into it, step into it. And in that process, you will begin to experience a peace. Philippians 4, 7, and 8. I don't have time to read the whole thing on a packet. It's in my notes. But write that down and read that passage of Scripture. It talks about the process of allowing His peace to, to guard our heart, to guard our minds. In that process, you find healing, you find purpose. In fact, I talked to a, um, a friend, a lady in, in the first service, in the lobby, before the first service. And she came up to me and she's like, Pastor, I'm, I'm so excited because this new job that I have, uh, man, I, I, I finally found it. I, I finally found what I'm supposed to do with my life and, and, and it's connected to my purpose and, and the kingdom of God. And in fact, I didn't discover it until I was middle-aged, but now I finally got it. And I looked at her, and I said, is, is there a peace that you're, I, and she started crying. She's like, how did you, I'm like, I'm like, do you, are you experiencing a peace in your life because you because you're walking and you're calling. And she said, yes, yes. And I said, well, I'm going to have to throw your story in. That's the end of my sermon. When, when you begin to true, I'm telling you, there will, a peace will come up over your life. Prince of peace will begin to do a work in you. Look at this last passage of scripture. And, 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 and then we're going to pray here in a second. It says this, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything, say everything, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and, say and, and are called according to his purpose for them. And here's the thing, friends. If it's not good yet, then he isn't done. If you're like, well, that goodness you're talking about right there, Pastor, it's not... It's coming your way, but it's twofold. I, I hear this quoted a lot. And it's, it's, it's not just 
for the good of those who love him. There's a second part to it. It's, 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 it's the person who is walking in the purpose for your life that he's assigned to you. I didn't write the book, man. I'm just telling you how you can, how you can truly tap into this. One story, and then we're going to pray. Some of you were here. My father uh, spoke a few weeks ago during Thanksgiving, and he talked about my brother Graham, whose special needs, talked about his story. Um, there's four of us boys, and he's the third one. And when he was young, he, he uh, contracted meningitis. Uh, he coded in the car to, the, to Mary Bridge. He was dead in the car. And they got him on the table. And 15 minutes later, the, uh, the uh, doctors brought him back. And the doctor came into uh, my folks' hospital room there at Mary Bridge and said, uh, Reverend, my dad's a pastor, Reverend, because this doctor wasn't a believer, he said, you need to pray to your, if, you're, if you really want the best for your son, you need to pray that God takes him because he's in this coma right now. The very best case scenario is that he's going to live a life in a vegetative state and it's going to impact you for the rest of your life. And he said, no, no, we're going we're to actually pray for a miracle, doc. And so for the next seven days, our family just prayed. I was just a little guy. I think I was eight or nine years old. Miracle occurred to to. to, to Today, he is, um, he can manage himself. He still lives with my parents. He's 30 years old. He's not deaf. He's not blind. But he has a brain injury. So because of that, there's a, um, he has a lot of setbacks. And my mom, I was talking with my mom. She was here over Thanksgiving too. The family was in town. And we got to talk about, talking about growing up and and my mom, uh, she's a very successful woman. She has a doctorate in, in leadership. She's an executive pastor. And she raised four knucklehead boys. All right, so just that alone. I mean, come on now, mamas. You're in the house. You're killing it. All right, you're doing great. Just keep doing it. But we got to talk about Graham and the impact that he made on our family, the struggles that we had. I shared with the first service. I mean, there was times where he, because of his brain injury, um, he would he would rage. I don't, maybe you're in this room and you have you're you're connected to someone like this who you know they can't they can't control them. So he was a little guy. I can remember chasing a naked five year old down the middle of the Tacoma Mall because he had stripped down and cussing and I hate you. You know, police running after me because I'm running after a naked kid. You know what I mean? It's just like just talk about chaos. This was, this was like a regular, he, we'd go through Albertsons and I want candy, you can't have candy, Graham. He would, two hands down the aisle and take out the entire ketchup aisle. Just like, I mean, it was, it was really hard on my mom. And, you know, you have other parents, what's wrong? How would you, why don't you treat, you know, all that stuff that people don't understand. My mom went through all that. And I asked her, like, how'd you deal with all that? She said, I'll never forget it. For many years, I struggled with it. I, I, I asked God, why me? Why, why did why do I why did I have to go through this? I didn't sign up for this. I mean, I didn't I didn't want to have a a special needs child and all of these things. And did I miss my calling, my purpose because because of this child with special needs? Now 
There's a lot of things I don't get to do. We've, we've, all, we've all had this conversation with God in, so, in some way. You don't have to raise your hand, but because of my circumstances, I, I'm not experiencing not only what I felt like I'm supposed to do, but there is no peace in my life. A lot, a lot of times it's because nothing that we even did. And I, and I, and I talked and she said, you know what? There was, there was like a breakthrough. Graham was probably about 10 years old, 11 years old. And one night I was mad at God, arguing with God. Well, where, where, where is my life purpose? My, where is in all of this? And she said, it was like, it was almost like an audible voice. And the Holy Spirit just nudged her, whispered to her and said, Robin, part of your purpose, part of your calling is to take care of this boy. And not only to take care of him, but to be an advocate for people with special needs, to, 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 to be able to connect with mamas and dads and grandmas and grandpas that have to deal with your same situation every single day. And can I tell you, she said in that moment, it was like the light bulb came on and she said, like this peace that I've been longing for came over me. And I said, well, did it get, did it get awesome the next day? Said, no, he, he still had the rages and the whole thing. And, but man, in the middle of all that, I, I, I've, I've experienced a peace that I, Philippians 4 talks about that surpasses my understanding, a true peace. And not only that, I, I feel like he is connected in, to my life calling. And I want you to know, my mom's written books on this topic. She travels the country speaking, uh, telling his story, her story. Do you know any people who have been healed through, through, through that story? There, there, I know that there's friends in this room right now, you, your, your, your child has special needs or you have a brother or sister. And, and like right now, there, there's a peace coming over you. That, that as you care and love for them, right? You're, you're gonna experience a peace because you're, it's, part of, it's part of why you're on this earth. So I wanna encourage you, keep loving. I, I, I empathize with you. I, 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 I'm still living it right now. In fact, I have a picture of the two of them right here, 30 years old. And, and, and one day my brothers and I are gonna help continue to take care. That's not a pat on my back, it's just part it's just part of why I'm here. It's part of why you're here. I'm telling you, when you not only know the assignment or multiple assignments that the Lord has for you, not only, not only will, 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 will you be at peace about it, but man, there will be a fulfillment and, and, and like a yes, this is, this is part of my story. You can tap into it even today, no matter what you've come in here with, no matter how far away you think you are from God, no matter how angry or mad you think God is at you. Maybe you walked into this place today and the only reason why you're here is because you were here at Easter and it's like part of your religious penance or I'm telling you, right, I'm just happy that you're here. And there's a peace that he offers that only he can offer that the pills, Jack Daniels, another one night stand cannot offer you but he can. Bow your heads. I'm going to pray. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.